When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baby, can you teach me how to? Baby, can you reach me? I'm calling out to you underneath your window tonight. I know I ain't no Romeo, so help me get it right. If I could put this message through to your heart, it would be more. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is discussing every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. That's right, John Hyatt A to Z. We are still in the D's enjoying ourselves. I am Jesse Jackson. And my wonderful sister in all things John Hyatt, in all things podcasting, and in all things just overall goodness, Sylvan Groth is right here next to me. Oh my goodness, what on earth can I do to live up to that introduction? Jesse, as always, a pleasure to ride on your podcasting coattails on this wonderful journey that started almost a a year ago or yeah when you just had an idea of putting a month together for john and then all of a sudden we're on this five plus year journey yeah just a couple episodes ago we officially hit 50 that's actually a little bit more because we don't count the like the birthday one or the like when you gave an update from jazz fast but officially we've discussed 50 songs we're over over 50 now and yeah i do think sometimes we have our job work ahead of us though because there is a lot more songs to talk about but i just think that is just that makes me just feel safe that i know and comforted that i get to visit with you on a regular basis and that's just a joy It has been such a joy. And as I said that first time, usually people ask if I can talk about something other than John Hyatt for an hour. So having this gift of being able to sit and talk with you and really dive deep into every song that he has released is just wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So today we are talking a one-off because Mm -hmm. it isn't on an official album, is it, Sylvan? 
depends on how you define an official album. It was the official best of by John Hyatt. This is one of two unreleased tracks that made it onto the best of, which was released by Capitol August 25th, 1998. And at the time, pretty much every reviewer and most of his fans said, yes, some of the best of John Hyatt. And as uh I've said often, I'm glad that we rate and don't rank John's songs because I would be very hard pressed in 1998 to come up with 20 tracks to put onto a best of John Hyatt CD. And then since then, oh my God, two more decades of fantastic songs. How could you ever choose what would stand on there? And then there's also that tradition that I think has fallen away that was very popular in the 90s of let's just repackage something. And these record companies like Capital really knew how to squeeze a dollar out of a fan because they knew that most John Hyatt fans would have all of the songs except for the one or two which had not been released on any other album. So of course we were going to shell out the full 20 bucks or whatever we did for that best of CD just to get two songs, Love and Flames, which will be in a few years we'll be talking about. And tonight's song, Don't Know Much About love so i've previewed just the facts i was gonna say we're (laughs) in the middle of just the facts but i did want to address just a little bit and often we vamp because we don't want to talk about the song in this case i am looking forward to talking about the song a lot but you struck an interest is in wrestling terms chris talks about i'm a mark right like i'm just i'm a mark right capital every summer re-releases and does a new collection of Beach Boy songs and they'll throw in some stuff that you may not have had and you're and you're just like I gotta get it I have a one of my best friends is a huge Dylan and he talks about that it will irritate the hell out of him that it'll be this $80 box set that has only two songs he doesn't have, but he's a mark. And it's, I, I gotta have this. I've got to have this completeness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for anyone young enough uh, to not know what this was like, once upon a time, there was no iTunes that you could buy a track at a time. We There, there was this like whole of years that things weren't being released as single vinyls. You had to buy the full shebang to get those one or two songs and we would make fun of it. And the era of the mixtape arose from this phenomenon that sometimes you didn't like the entire album. And maybe another timer, if someone wants to give us listener feedback, they could talk about how this album as a whole came about and whether it was crafted and how it got put together. But that's not what we're talking about today. And I think there's a whole discussion to have this with y'all caught or mm-hmm. there was that after he got a little buzz with after the the tr- family trilogy that this other record company is like, oh, we still have stuff for John. Let's see if people are going to want to do that. The also for you youngsters in the crowd that 
there used to be a thing called greatest hit CDs because you could not hit Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube and listen to a playlist of the best songs of someone, right? You had to go pick this out. And and if you go to Amazon or wherever you buy your music, you can look. There's multiple John Hyatt best of collections, right? Yes. There's the Blenheim collection, the other things, right? And that's the distinction that also came up a lot in the reviews for this album was that it was a best of, not a greatest hits, because there was still that narrative, which continues, that he never really had the hit. He had really great songs that other people might get. And when we get to, I know everyone is impatient for this, have a little faith. There'll be lots to talk about on the version that made it onto this best of CD. But yeah. Not going to jump ahead there. Um, And I just, I can't remember the name of it, so I shouldn't have brought it up, but I'm going to anyway. (laughs) I was going through Netflix, Amazon. I can't remember which one. might have been Paramount Plus. But there is a a documentary about songwriters in Nashville. And And they show the guys and gals who write the songs. And there is a small clip in the trailer... John Hyatt, have a little faith in me. <laughs> and you see him. And so uh, I will remember to look at it and talk about it because they talk about the guy who wrote the dance, the guy who wrote all these songs. And they said they are there are songwriters everywhere in Nashville and that they they write the song and they don't no one knows their face. No one knows what they're doing. So I thought it was really interesting that John was like, yeah, have a little faith. <laughs> yeah. Right, so as we're going through, all right, the best of John Hyatt, by the way, I will often get asked, name your top 10 songs of that other guy that I talk about a lot. And that is really hard to do, to just name 10. Now, I can get to about 20, 25 that I go, okay, these are my, these are my five star songs, right? And then I'm not even touching the four stars if I was rank rating them that I adore, right? But to get it down to 10, oh, that's tough stuff. Yeah. I'm glad we don't live in that world that we exactly. have to make those choices. <laughs> All right. Continue with just the facts, Sylvan. All right, just the facts. As I said, this was released by Capitol August 25th, 1998. I don't think it ever got any radio play, but certainly John Hyatt fans were excited to have a new song. And there were quite a few covers that we put up on our YouTube playlist. The first I found was by a band called The Good Brothers, which was released in 1996. Their version predated John releasing The Best Of and his version of this. I think it actually did quite well. Uh, They're a Canadian band. There were also a couple of Norwegians and a Danish who trained at Berkeley school of music and was mostly known as a jazz performer did a great version and just as a side note the very first time i saw john hyatt in concert was at the berkeley school of music so it all ties together (laughs) and also version with sally ann winton and i think we'll get into that when we start rating and ranking their song i really encourage people to take a look at these because 
I think they're all very interesting of a little bit of different genre, a little bit of different culture, and also I feel a little bit of different time. I felt some of them were very clearly that early 90s, almost 80s vibe where John's was still of that, oh, it could have been the 70s, it could have been 2020, it could have been a different time. And then the Good Brothers, I felt was like just that that 90s almost hootie ish kind of sound i think yeah. that covers it for just the facts i agree we're going to come back we're going to talk about the lyrics we're going to talk some more about these covers uh sylvan was great enough to put them all in a playlist um i did find uh a different live version of one of them same artist yeah we'll be back in just a minute hang tight and we'll be right back Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, we're back. So last time, last week when we talked... I she, I went right, spoiler warning, went right to the end and said I did not care for this song. I have to tell you, I love this song, Sylvan. I love this song so much. It I loved every cover. I loved John's version. This song just made me happy today. It is a happy song. I will definitely give you that. This might be a, 
week where I earned my reputation as the green eyed meanie and <laughs> you go a different direction, but okay. yeah, it, it, it's, it holds up it John's version. I'd be happy if he released it today. And I, honestly had forgotten about it because it is easy to overlook it. I don't pull out the best of album and just throw it on every once in a while. So this track just doesn't, I honestly, I have to admit, I think I even had to go ahead and burn it so that I could put it on my phone. I'm sure I had it on my iPod, but I have since replaced my iPod with my smartphone and it, the, this particular file never made that migration. It was great to pull it out and listen to it fresh. And I really enjoyed it. I am so glad you said that because I had the same, I have to do the same confession. I totally forgotten about the song. Yeah. It felt like a fresh new song. I knew it wasn't. Yeah. And the moment I started listening to it, oh yeah, but you're right. How often do, because there's, one, we usually listen to John and albums, and there are multiple collections of John Hyatt's, you know, that. And so which of the CDs are in my car, like if I'm on a road trip and I want to hear this, right? So this is not something that comes up in the rotation very much, and it should. So Yeah, and I'll confess even a little further that I am uh, enough of a grudge holder that I think before listening to it in this context, getting ready for the podcast, I always listen to it with a, was it worth it having to rebuy those other 15 tracks for this and the other one that wasn't released before? And that, that, it's a little bit of pressure on and does make you wait it a little bit harder. I, I think so. That's a really good thought. And I didn't have that context remembering. I always, once again, I'm a Mark. I always like, okay, I don't know how well John's doing financially. Man, if there's a new release, I'm picking it up. Just that's my tithing to the Hyatt church, right? I got to help him. The Beach Boys, I'm not worried anymore, though I have given up plenty of money in when I've seen, ooh, I got to get this new collection. You want to take us through the lyrics? Sure, I will start. Okay. And I, I, again, not to give too much away before we get into this point, this is not uh, a predictable pattern or rhythm of lyrics, which I very much enjoyed and appreciated. So baby, can you teach me how to... Baby, can you reach me? I'm calling out for you. Underneath your window tonight. I know I ain't no Romeo, so help me make it right. So here we are. And this is so unfair, Sylvan, but we're going to do it (laughs) anyway. Last week, we talked about a song that opened with very simple rhymes. Yes. That... I had to put on a fake parent-child relationship to make it work. This starts out right away. Okay. He is reaching. And by the way, some of the covers start with the chorus, right? Which Uh is a very cool way to start the song. I, I, I like those covers doing that. But 
he is sitting there. You can picture him hat in hand. Can you teach me? I'm calling out to you. I ain't no Romeo, so help me make it right. And that use of Romeo with Shakespeare, first off, tragic lover, but one of those things, oh, Romeo, just it gets you underneath your window tonight. It, it just puts you in that place immediately. Yes. And I believe that you can't love without humility, which the title gives it away right there, that you don't know much. You're admitting your shortcomings. And he's building that thesis with these four lines. He's asking for help. He's admitting that he doesn't have knowledge and that he he needs help and he's reaching out and all of those things. It's a very romantic start. And it also gives me a little bit of the great Sam Cooke Wonderful World song. Mm-hmm. Don't know much about history. Don't yep. know much biology. And this, this I, you're right. I think true love, arrogance is very unattractive. Mm-hmm. Confidence can be attractive, but arrogance is very not. And to have that. And he continues, right? If I could get this message through to your heart, if it would be more than I could understand, it would be more than I could understand. No beginner ever skipped the start. And I want to learn all that I possibly can. I don't want a shortcut. I don't want to skip to where the happily ever after. I want to know. And there are so many love songs. And how do you make it fresh? This feels fresh to me. This huh? this feels like that someone could record this and throw it on an Americana radio station. Uh-huh. And in a different world, when there were radio hits, this uh-huh. could be a radio hit for someone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's not bubblegum. There's some no. depth to it. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get to the chorus, right? Because I don't know much. I don't know much, much about love. Out of touch. I don't know much, much about love. And I really like the fact that we took those lines and made them really happy and hopeful. When you're saying you don't know something about love, it could be an absence of love. It could be admitting a shortcoming or whatever, but it isn't focusing on what is lacking now. It is focusing on how much potential there is in the future and how much there is to learn without saying that. And I just, I love the tone. The It almost feels like a march that you just want to get into the parade and cheer and go along. Yeah. Keep going. You want me to go to the next verse? Sounds good. Baby, when you kiss me, will I see that little wish list you've been keeping for me? I'm rushing like a fool, babe, because I know if they taught you this in school, you must have made the honor roll. (laughs) How cute. (laughs) Fools rush in. We're angels. Fair to tread. 
Why must I be I'm a teenager in love? Why foolish me? It is so perfect. And if they, I'm throwing myself on, you're going to teach me about love. You're going to teach me to be the partner you need. And the he or they, because this certainly could work with general neutral couples or same-sex couples, right? When you kiss me, will I see that little wish list you've been keeping for me? Will my eyes open up? Will I see your heart and mm-hmm. see this? This is so romantic and so just joyful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that feeling of not really knowing if your affections are going to be returned, but wanting to take that leap and that hope and that expectation, those moments before the lips meet for the first time when anything is possible, uh, I think is all wrapped up in there. Lovely. Yeah. And I, I haven't talked about it on this podcast, but I was on the, some friends of mine do an Oscar podcast and I join them to talk about ordinary people. And mm-hmm. there's the scene Great where, movie. Yeah, where Timothy Hutton calls Elizabeth McGovern and he's afraid to call her. And she, at first, it's a great scene. Basically she misunderstood. And she's no, yes, I would love to go out with you. And when he hangs up that phone and he has that joy in his face mm-hmm. and I go, I think that, is every 16 or 17 year old who's making the call to someone they want to go out with and Uh the fear of rejection, but you're, but the anticipation is greater than the fear. So you push it aside and then you get that payoff of yes they will go out with me. It's just, yep. it, it is one of the best feelings in the world. And he captured that. And you're absolutely clear. You would have made the honor roll. That's such a great line, right? You could see they got the little blue ribbon that says honor roll on their <laughs> report card. Yeah. And it, it, it takes those images of innocence and first love, like when yes. we were in school, absolutely. but without, being really obvious about it, I think. Like yeah. He puts a little twist on it. Yeah. If I could get this message through to your heart, it would be more than I can understand. No be- no beginner ever skipped the-, the start. I want to learn more than I possibly can. So they repeat that? Yep. Okay, yeah. And then it goes, because I don't know much. I don't know much, much about love. Out of touch. Don't know much, much about love. And it you've talked about the humility you talked about the 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 self-awareness and Mm -hmm. this whole giving yourself into this other person is just wonderful and we go back to i don't want to skip the start i want to learn everything i can i want to learn everything i can about you about your Mm -hmm. dreams your hopes your thoughts and that is that young infatuation which grows sometimes even when you are older and you're starting a new relationship, you want to go, I want to go back to that where I'm learning all about you. And I love that he also says it would be more than I could understand if I could get this message through 
through to your heart. You can interpret that many different ways. I want this so much. I want you to take a chance on me that I can't even imagine what it would be like if it actually happens. I will probably be overwhelmed if you turn back to me and say, yeah, let's give this a shot. But he's also just saying that this is the start, that there's so much potential and so much that he's going to learn about this person if they decide to open themselves up to each other, that he can't even start to comprehend all the things that they could have in front of each other. And by opening one's heart, you are giving more than we ever actually have the thoughts for. It's, you've been married how long, Jesse? So forty, list. yeah, forty-eight years, I believe. Yeah, because we were married in eighty-four, so that's forty-four, forty-four years, I think. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. I, yeah, 34. I am not. Yeah, yeah. I was born before you were married, but barely. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hoping because I would hope this for all couples that even now you can sit down at dinner with this person. And have them say something and have it just be like, wait, what? I didn't know that. Or I didn't know that you thought that way. Or you never told me that story before. And we are complex human beings. And even if we travel side by side for a majority of our lives with someone, there are pieces of us that we keep to ourselves, either intentionally or unintentionally. And understanding that can be a great risk, but also a great joy so two silly stories one really silly the other one just slightly silly so when chipotle first started uh -huh. when we opened a chipotle lynn is yeah and i want the black beans really why would you want the black beans well, that's what i want you don't want the pinto beans no i want the black beans when did you like black beans and that's chipotle's not been around that long the other story sylvan is we were driving on our way to Columbus or to Cleveland, Ohio for a concert for a artist that shall not be named. And we were also doing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Kentucky Bourbon tra Trail. And we we're on this stretch of red road where you, there's just forest everywhere. You can't see anything. There's no exits. There's nothing. And Linda says, I hate driving on this section of roads like this. You know why? And I said, werewolves? And she goes, no, police. <laughs> Why would you think I'd say werewolves? I said, I don't know. I said, that's the key to our marriage. I actually thought she might say werewolves. <laughs> and she did not get mad at me that I thought she might say werewolves. <laughs> that's lovely. Yes. <laughs> you balance each other out, the practical and the fantastical. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. Uh, all right. Where are we next? Uh, are we on I Graduated? Yes. Would you like to take that? Sure. I graduated, baby. I can read, but the pages of the heart come difficult for me. I speak my mind, girl, every day, but the language of love, I don't know how to say. So this is so beautiful. First off, it is very hard to read the heart of someone you care about, even sure. after 34 years of marriage. And there are times. And yeah, I speak my mind, but there's that great song that was featured in the Notting Hill thing where it says, 
You Say It Best When You Say Nothing At All. It's an absolutely beautiful song. And this, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say I love you, right? And we're mentioning all these other songs, or I am, because they're all universal in this. This is such universal themes that John has figured out a way to sound unique. I just had, this sounds like a tangent, bear with me. One of the movie TV critics I really loves Reservation Dogs on Hulu. And I said, I don't get it. I, why do you like it so much? And he said, because it's unique yet universal. It is unique that it's set in a reservation in Oklahoma. We have never seen stories set in that world, written by Native Americans, acted by Native Americans, directed, everything about it. Yet, it is universal, the themes and the stories and the emotions they experience and you feel. And I went, oh, okay. Unique yet universal. These are unique ways to express this, but universal themes. It's not like no one has ever played with the idea of book learning versus learning the heart and so yeah. forth. You, you mentioned a couple of those songs, yeah. but he does put a little quiet trademark twist yeah. on it. There's a rhyme that you don't quite expect. There's uh, and there's the emotional honesty that yeah. You have to be a John Hyatt song, I think. Yeah. And not to finish up the lyrics too quickly, but the the cover versions, I think, showed us that this can go to many different genres. It definitely can go to many different voices. Would be hard pressed to imagine a really bluesy, sad version of this song, because I don't know how he manages it if you take all of these words completely out of their context it's not a promise that everything works out okay no but it is a promise that you're gonna take the risk to see if it works out okay and that is what's hopeful about love that we keep on trying no matter how many times we have our hearts broken yeah and if you do a google search for this on spotify there are blues versions of a song with the same title but uh-huh. it is not the same song. There is a blues version about that. I'm going to go back to the first verse and last week's song. As you said, I speak my mind, girl, every day, but the language of love, I don't know how to say. Every day and say, I did not see that rhyme coming, but it seems effortless. It isn't like I've got a twist things around it came it, you know it just works really well as he's saying that yeah i like it a lot cool any other things about the lyrics no it's a great love song and so if i was back in the day when we listened to the radio they would do two first right mm-hmm. can you see this and are you ready for this thing called love as your twofer. It, that would almost be too much. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. Because I think uh, I, this is a flip side. Of, are you ready for this thing called love? There is a lot of the similar things. I would do Bonnie Raitt doing that. And then John doing uh-huh. this. So. Yeah. I, I can see it. Yeah. It would have to be Bonnie's version. I don't know if we could do John's thing mm-hmm. called love and then don't know much about love yeah uh, 
But yeah, they're both of that hopeful beginning of a relationship kind of feeling. And I have made the distinction before that I borrow from C.S. Lewis uh, songs or stories about being in love versus falling in love. And I think that this is a great love song, not because it's about being in love, which is usually my favorite, but because it's honest about the experience of falling in love. It's not promising that everything is going to work out. It's um, just talking about the hopefulness and the wishing and the desire to learn and the willingness to admit your shortcomings, all of which are needed to make a good step forward. Yeah. I am a I love Hallmark Channel movies and I have a lot of fun on do and there are there are two on Netflix that Love at First Sight and Love Again are both just new fun, romantic, cheesy rom-coms. And it did not hit to mute. I did not, I don't mean cheesy in a bad way. They are loves, they are love stories that start at the beginning, right? That when things are new. And that's what this song is. And just because Mary gets in the car doesn't mean it's a happily marriage. But right now there's hope eternal that they're going to figure it out. Absolutely. It's your turn to rate first, by the way, when you're ready. Yeah. No, I was just going to point out that the way to learn is to admit that you don't know anything. No one ever got any smarter by saying that they've got it all figured out. So I think that's the nature of this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A reminder of the scale that we are judging on everything in the John Hyatt catalog, including Real Fine Love, including Have a Little Faith in Me. So all those things being said, that this was such a great song to listen to. I enjoyed it on repeat. I never got tired of it. I didn't want to skip. However, I forgot about it for at least a decade, and I didn't really feel like I had somehow lost something of great importance. It was really fun to find it again, but it wasn't like a heartbreak of, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't been listening to this. I can't believe it was missing from my phone. So that being said, I'm going to give it a really solid three. Okay. I think that's fair. I'm going to give it a four. I do not think it's a five-star song. I did feel that way. I did feel like, oh my goodness, this is, I'd forgotten or did not even realize, did I even spend any time with this? This is finding kind of a hidden little gem. Is it a five-star song? No, those are the best of the best. But I think it's a solid four. I think musically, I would be thrilled to hear it live. And to be fair, every cover was really well done. Mm -hmm. This is, we've done this a couple of times, and you wonder... Since this song wasn't that well known, how did these people find it to cover it? And a couple of these people were on their albums. These are official releases. One of them had an official video, which, by the way, the video was really well done. Yeah, Sally Ann's has a really great video. Sally Ann Witten, the Haney Boyle was, they had multiple versions of her doing it live. Yeah, I just, this is something... This was a new treasure that I had not, I had either never really paid attention to or had 
totally forgot about. And so it's a four to me. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And I wouldn't be surprised if this did come from John's songwriter days of sitting at the desk and banging them out because the cover, the first cover we found, Good Brothers, did predate his recording. But I could mm -hmm. be wrong about that. Yeah, it could have been. And I wonder if that is one of those where he had written it for other people and then added. And and also, I don't have the baggage of having to buy the CD to get the <laughs> new song that you're holding it under that yardstick. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Great. Okay. If someone wants Agree. to reach. <laughs> yes. If someone wants to reach us, have, reach you, how can they? Well, uh, one way would be to find us on Facebook. We are a perfectly good podcast. We have a page. We're also making ourselves at home often on the John Hyatt Facebook page. I am Sylvan Groth on Facebook. I am Sylvan Green Eyes on X. You can shoot us an email, perfectlygoodpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find our website where we have the complete list of upcoming songs. And we would love to hear from you about whether you'd like to discuss something or even if you're shy about coming on Zoom with us, you just want to shoot us a little note, please do. We're happy to read it for you. Yes, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter, aka X. You can hear me talk and set lusting Bruce and Doctor Who on Next Stop Everywhere. We are creeping to new Who, and so I'm excited about that, Sylvan. Okay. Um, we... Yes, and if anyone wants to stage an intervention to stop Jesse's blatant podcast addiction, please wait until about 2028. <laughs> we need to get to zero house. Yes, we do. Thank you. That's uh, very sweet. <laughs> All right, listeners, please get, let us know what you think. Share your thoughts on it. Hey, maybe you think this is a two song and we want to hear you. We always talk about the songs that we rate poorly that somebody else is going to like them. This may be a song that someone else doesn't like. And so either way, we want to hear. But Absolutely. for now, be kind, be safe, and have a little faith. Have a little faith. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the court of It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.